This is Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast with Roscoe, the Fanalist, and Southey. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm joined by Steph, the Fanalist, and Mr. Justin Bean. Thanks so much for joining and filling in for Southey. Again, Justin, appreciate it. No problemo. Uh, so... We had a late game against Calgary, so we're covering both of those. And, uh, oh boy, I mean, it's kind of easy because I guess a lot of the notes carry over for both these games. Lots of shots, not a lot of goals. Um, where do we start? I guess we'll do kind of a more rounded coverage of both of these, talk about players' performance across both games. Um, but uh, before we get into that, any uh, any life news you guys want to share? Anything interesting? Anything? Any good movies? Any good TV shows? Mm, RuPaul has a new series out, UK versus the world. Oh, cool. I was just going to ask. Are if you, you on that, Johnny? No, I'm not. But I was going to ask if you watched uh, last night's episode. Yes, I did, of course. But uh, the new series is pretty cool where um, they have competitors from the different series around the world. So there's a couple from Canada, I think two or three from the US, three from the UK, one from Netherlands and one from Thailand. So it's been really, really fun. Who is to watch. who's in from Canada? Um, Jimbo nice. and Lemon. Nice. I liked both of them. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, so. also for some non leafs and non hockey news, uh Survivor starts in like a month. So Sadie and I are both huge Survivor fans. We'll have a I don't know about you being, but we're gonna Ooh. have like a pool going and Lots of survivor talk and bets. I'm probably going to dedicate like once a week to talk about what happened. So um, be aware if you watch <laughs> it, there will be spoilers if you're not cut up. We're going to have survivor spoilers. I don't think I don't think I've watched a survivor series since they did the first All Star with Boston Rob and all that way way oh, back. Rupert and uh, Johnny Fairplay. Yeah, Richard came back. I think didn't he and. Yeah, those were some good years. I hadn't watched it in probably a decade. Just watched the last season, and now I'm right back into it. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> I have never watched a full season of Survivor, so this will be all on you guys. Oh, I'm ready. It'll be like my version of uh, Adam's History Corner. I'm just going to have Survivor uh, Tribal Council at the end of, you know. I'll have to come up with a name that's not actually <laughs> copyright. I'm so bad for this. I can't come up with names or things that aren't copywritten. Anyway, uh, so Leafs in Calgary, 5-2. Uh, we had Jack Campbell playing in net, who's been the hot topic. Uh, lots of goalie talk in the Toronto sports world and Toronto media. Um, so mm -hmm. how about we start there? Morazic versus Campbell. Uh, so Jack played against Calgary. Morazic played tonight against Vancouver. Uh, both similar outcomes. couple goals that you wish you had back. Uh, not a lot of shots against in their games. And... Uh, Giving up goals right after the Leafs are able to, you know, start getting back into it. So I don't know. What's your opinions? This tonight had to be a game where Morazic held the game, kind of like the previous one he was in, and just after a bad goal, just hold, you know. And I don't know what's going on with Jack Campbell, but obviously he's not getting a lot of help in front, and. It's hard to have a negative opinion when I'm such a Jack Campbell lover, you know. But I know we've been talking about him as a leap, but it's 
like we knew his numbers were going to come back down to reality. It's just hard that it's an average instead of like a gradual decline to like a nine ten or nine oh five. It's like no, we're gonna we're gonna drop down to an eight eighty eight and uh, yeah. What do you think, Bean? It's it's been a tough stretch. Um, I was really hoping that the All Star break was going to be good for him, have a chance to reset, um, but. It, it doesn't look like that really happened for him yet. Just it, it, it we've we've seen it with Freddie over the last couple of years too. No offense to Freddie, no offense to Jack. I love Jack, love Freddie, but he would go through stretches where he it seemed like he couldn't stop a beach ball, and you just see it, and that it that confidence that the team had in that goalie starts to kind of dissipate, and you see it in the play in front of him. Not that they've been playing poorly. Just they're maybe not capitalizing on the chances that really they should be because they're in the back of their mind, they're maybe a little bit worried too much about what was going to happen if it goes the other way, right? Um, but just it, an, another reason why it's good to have both Mrazek and Campbell. You have a 1A and a 1B, so when one starts sliding, Campbell starts sliding, Mrazek can come in. Now, tonight he was a little... A little mediocre, um, but yeah. yeah, I think he made some great saves tonight. I think there were some chances like on Besser and a couple of the other guys where they had either it was a two on one or, a, you know, a breakaway or something. And he, he made some good saves and some quick little uh, deflections. And uh, there were some slap shots that came from the opposite side that he was on. He was able to make a couple good saves. It's just I mean, so was Campbell. It's you need a full mm-hmm. 60 minutes of consistency from them and um Unfortunately, Mrazek hasn't played a ton of games, and I think the more he does, he'll get back up there. But we're kind of seeing the opposite from Campbell, where this is the most he's ever played, and we're starting to see that effect, I think, unfortunately. So hopefully we can just give, uh, you know, split the time one and one if we have to, and then uh, they can both find their groove again. And is it is it just me or is it deja vu with a goal going in on Jack on Thursday with Hall sprawled out on the ice to his right? And a goal going in on Mrazek tonight with Hall sprawled out on the ice to his right. Belly down, both of them, just watching the goal go in, wide open cage. Like, if they're going to pay, like, a couple million for a defenseman to do that, I will go and do that for 100000 Like I will lay down on that ice <laughs> for 20 bucks. <laughs> oh, God. And just have that five seconds of fame. But I totally agree, Bean, when you say with Freddie, your point there, when Freddie was in net with the Leafs, it seemed like the Leafs almost trusted him a little too much and they would let him face the shot no matter what and not have that secondary defensive play just in case, you know what I mean? But Morazic, mm-hmm. man, my thing with Morazic is the rebounds. Too many unfortunate rebounds that end up in the back of the net and no one there to support as well. Of course, it's a two-way street when it comes to that. A leaf should be there, but that happened again tonight. A huge rebound. And Morazic, he's so acrobatic. He, he even did the poke check tonight, and I thought that was going to be a great play, but then it resulted in something else. Like, oh, it's the rebounds for me, guys. I can't handle it. <laughs> And I mean, bring it back to Freddie Anderson. He's playing a lot like him. Uh, So let's work our way from the back to the front. Uh, We covered 
I mean, enough, I, well, a lot of uh, Mirazik and Campbell here. The only thing I would say to close it is that I know Campbell is a very emotional person the way he plays. I think when he gets in a slump like this, it's it's going to take everybody and himself and a lot of work to, to pull out of that. So hopefully they can rally behind him and uh, keep his spirits up. Yeah. And one more thing I want to say while we're on goalies is that um, the Leafs need to stop letting one in within the first yeah. couple minutes. I think this is really not killing the team, but why put yourself in a hole within the first minute of play, guys? Like, they need to start on time, all that good stuff that we've been saying all year long. And yeah, but. All right. So, working our way from the back to the front, um, Justin Hall probably had his worst game of the season. Um, worst game in a Leafs jersey tonight, in my opinion. Um, I mean, they've had some bad ones at the beginning of the year, but uh, tonight was pretty brutal. He was on for both the first goals right at the beginning of the game there. He had some awful turnovers like every period. Uh, this was bad. I think he put one of the goals in, didn't he? <laughs> Almost, right? And in the Calgary game, he was minus three. Tonight, he was a minus one. But tonight, it really showed once again, and you would hope that after getting roughed up with the flames that he would be a little bit more physical because Justin Hall's a big man. Like I'm sure Keith is relying on this guy to throw the bottle a little round too, but it seems like the Leafs were trying with him in the offensive zone. Did you, did you guys notice so many passes to him in front of the net? And then he kept I noticed game, Marner or? passing it to him. I noticed Matthews wanted to do anything, but I think he was getting a little frustrated yeah. <laughs> with him. Uh, but yeah, Marner set him up yeah. and then he just didn't take the shot and he had a wide open lane in the slot. So uh, it's it's tough to watch him both ends of the ice right now. Like he's not a top four defenseman. Like put him on the last pair if you have to, and move either Lilligren or I mean put Dermot up. Like Dermot's not even a top four, but like come on, Justin Hall definitely isn't. Sandine yeah. is hundred percent over yeah. Hall. I'm gonna pimp. I'm gonna pimp him every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, standing. Yeah, Dermot got scratched Sandine tonight. Should be there, and Dermot should be playing for Hall, and Hall should be packaged with Richie because we heard that he's uh, on the move. Hopefully, not that I hate nothing against Definitely. the guy personally, but too much money. Yeah, it's unfortunate. He's been with the franchise for so long, and it took also so long for him to break the lineup, right? But it's just not working out at this point in the season we're over halfway yeah. to go like it's i don't know what else to do. um otherwise on defense i think sandine and Lilligren played well again they had another good game i think it's i mean to your point justin it's hard to watch sandine on the third pair when hull and musner playing poorly together like that like your your answer is right there just move them up and move hall down like why do we keep having this like i get it he's left-handed hall's right but like at some point, you got to just put the better player in. Yeah, I, absolutely. It it it's nice having that right-handed shot, but when it comes down to it, I would rather have a much better player, but left-handed shot than a mediocre player, right-handed shot. No offense to Hall, just he's proven that he can't handle it. Especially if you're playing with Muzzin, who can be a shutdown defenseman like that, it gives. Sandine the chance to jump in the play the same thing that Riley and Brody do you know you have that on both of your top lines uh then it changes who they go up against like I mean Sandine or sorry uh, Riley and Brody's line you're often against tougher opponents whereas 
with the second line there with Muzzin and Sandine, you're able to pull off the same plays against maybe like a second or third or fourth line. So, uh, um, other than that, I think Brody and Riley had a decent game. Uh, some rough penalties all around from the defenseman. Riley took one and Hall took one in this game. Uh, officiating was pretty rough, though, all around, I got to say. Brody had a really good shot chance. Uh, I think it was in the third, I believe, or the end of the second. I, I honestly thought that puck was going in. And what a slapper by Brody. But... There was a couple plays again where he wasn't able to get off the shot or his stick got blocked, but the Leafs ultimately did better than the Calgary game when it comes to defensive stats. Um, They threw 20 hits in comparison to seven with Calgary, and um, I think that says a lot, but that's, I know, another topic for soon because a lot of people out there in Leafs Nation said the Leafs just simply got bullied with the Calgary Flames and... Yeah, so let's move on to the forward group and just the overall performance in both games. Uh, the Calgary game, I mean, I understand Wayne Simmons was at the uh, was visiting his wife for the birth of their child. Congratulations to Wayne Simmons and his wife. Um, sucked being down Wayne Simmons against one of the hardest, toughest teams in the league. Um, happy for him, nonetheless. So we were playing uh, 11 mm-hmm. forwards and 7D with Dermot filling the spot because I guess it was a cap thing. It made more sense to pull Dermot up than to send someone down to bring up like two AHLers for your fourth line. So, okay. Uh, unfortunately, Andre Kasha goes down into concussion protocol or injury watch, whatever it was. He was pulled off the ice. We're down to 10 forwards. That's not good against a hard hitting <laughs> uh, Daryl Sutter team. So uh, I don't know. What did you guys think watching that game? I know they got beat up on, but what's your, your full take It's, it's tough, right? Because there's the whole side of things where people are complaining the Leafs need to bulk up, do more, and it wasn't because of the 10 forward group or, I don't know, all of the disadvantages they have. It's something that they, a problem that they have had forever. And then the other side where people are like, no, it's look at the record. Uh, the Leafs are amazing. They're doing well. This is just one bad game. For me, I fall on where... The forward group needs to hit more, unfortunately. Like, I I know the game has changed, but I don't know. I'm just, I need to collect my thoughts for a second to put this in a proper sentence because it's just so frustrating to see your own team get beat up against a team like the Calgary Flames and then Minnesota Wild or, I don't know, whenever else this happened to us. And then every other night, it's like not even the same type of hockey Well, it's like I was saying on Twitter. I mean, what happened to the team that was playing against New Jersey? Nobody could keep up with any player Mm -hmm. from the first to the fourth line. Everybody was flying. Everyone was finding exactly where they needed to be. They were communicating. That kind of disappeared. This road trip has been rough. Like, I I don't want to jump on the side of, you know, sound the alarms. Uh, They've been getting... Uh, what do they get? A hundred shots over the last two games and four goals. So shooting four percent is just insane. Bad puck luck. Like that—that's not going to hold up. That will come back to normal. Are there issues mm-hmm. that need to be addressed? Yes, but I don't think these are glaring losses. They still have the best record in franchise history right now. So I'm not going to get upset about it. But um, I do think it's—it's it's hard to watch 
the inconsistency of the forwards. I think when they get shut down like this, they get confused and they don't, it just shakes them all through the whole game. Like nobody's communicating well. They start turning the puck over. They can't get into the zone. They're not making their passes. It's just like Marner and Matthews had a pretty, they had some nice looks like Marner had 10 shots on goal that game and couldn't score to keep his streak going. Uh, mm-hmm. Nylander and JT still were slumping that game. Like, yeah, like it's we know Toronto is a puck possession type team and that they well during the year we complained they don't take enough shots on net. Now this isn't the case. There's plenty of shots on net. They're taking every opportunity. But the problem is, is that are we going to let them get bullied down when they face a team like Boston or the Calgary Flames? Like imagine how good the Leafs can be if the stars stepped up a little in that department. And I know guys like Marner aren't the type to do that, but the teams are looking at us now and taking notes and saying, okay, all we have to do is play simple, simple hockey and just bully them around a little and we're going to win yeah, this game. That It worked, honestly, it worked perfectly against them in the Calgary game. Um, they scored five goals in a row. I mean, the Leafs were up one nothing. How do you How do you answer that? I mean, that's a deflating deflating reality yeah and you have other teams like their stars they go all out like Sidney crosby Ovi, like these top stars they're not afraid to do that kind of things and they know this is what gets them through the playoffs because it's like all or nothing if you don't win this game you're completely out like i know reference but yeah and i told on the previous pod we were gonna get our problem would be Markstrom. Markstrom would be the biggest issue for the Leafs in this Calgary Flames game. And of course, and I'm glad that they shot over, they had over 50 or 48 shots, but it's just not enough. Just like tonight, 53 shots. Demko franchise or not franchise record, his personal best. Yeah. But. Demko and Markstrom are both great goalies, but like there's no superstars on Calgary and Vancouver, apart from, you know, Bruce, there it is era here. They've been struggling. I mean, Pedersen doesn't have the, the points that he should at this point in his career. So it's not like you're against Tampa or Carolina where, you know, you should be worried about these teams. These are ones that we should say, yes, they're a good team, but the Leafs are better. And unfortunately in both these games, they came out on the bottom historically we've we've kind of had that kind of track record though we'll play a really tough really sound basically textbook game against the tampa against carolina against teams that we should beat and then teams that are maybe just a tier below like not bad teams but maybe a tier below will kind of let up a little bit like the calgary game for instance 59 percent on the faceoffs dots 48 shots on goal. Okay, yes, they out-hit us, but it's kind of illegal to throw a hit when you have the puck. That's fair. Like, I, I, I see both sides. I see where it's coming from. Yes, it did not look good. It did not look like a game that we the Leafs were enjoying playing in. Let's put it that way. Um, but there is different the different styles, right? And this team is not built to be that style. And you almost don't even need to be anymore. Like, look at Montreal. They made it right to the final last year. They're not a big, heavy, hard-hitting forward group. 
but they out hit the Leafs and moved on in the playoffs, which is unfortunate because obviously the stats would speak to every other possibility. And mm-hmm. um, I totally agree. You, it, you can't hit teams when you have the puck and Toronto is a puck possession team and look at the shots. They speak for themselves, but it's just, they're amazing on the dot. They're amazing stats wise, but you can't win puck battles. You can't win all of these other chase versions of the game when you're getting you're on the ground and you're out. Like especially with the Calgary Flames and other teams. I don't know. It's and you can't rely on two guys in your lineup to fix that. Like if Simmons was in the lineup or Cliff or Clifford, that's just not going to fix it overall. They can't be on the ice. All of the time. Okay, too. so let, let you also can't. Con- Sorry, f- finish Sorry, your thought Johnny. there. I was just gonna say you can't continue to to win with sub eight hundred eight sub eight eighty save percentages. So let's for yeah. a second yeah. look at what we have, and instead of imagining some world where the Leafs make all these perfect trades at the deadline and everybody gives us exactly what's missing, and all of a sudden we're a completely different team because that's just not going to happen. So you don't add one piece and become the Daryl Sutter Calgary Flames because that's just a system. That's how that whole team has been built over time and put under the right coaching for that system. So like you said, um, it's hard to get to throw hits when you have the puck. So in playing a puck possession game like the Leafs do, how do you win against a team like this with what you have? Like what what mistakes do they need to cut down on or stop altogether? Or what do they need to improve just to, to be able to come out of these games with a win instead of, you know, letting five goals in a row against Calgary? You need to to not let that style of game disrupt you from yours. Like you need to make your passes. Like everybody makes mistakes. I get that. But if you're if you're coming into a game and you know you're going to be out hit, you're going to be bodied like crazy, you need to make damn sure that that pass that you're taking that hit for is going to where it's supposed to go and it's the best pass that you could have made at that point in time. Yeah, like fair. I agree. And you have to make sure you're defensively positioned and ready to go back if the rush is on for the other team because I noticed in these last two games there was a there was quite a few uh three on twos or two on ones and or just the Leafs were not there defensively and of course wide open cage and you can't blame the goalie at that point and too many of these dirty there weren't even dirty goals it's just no one was there and then you kind of feel bad for Campbell and Mrazek yeah um so with we should wrap up the uh, the Vancouver game here so um this was again a rough one letting in two early goals uh you're just fighting back from being behind like that early on is is always tough as good as all your scorers are like we talked about the Leafs being able to score their way out of problems, but being down to nothing early on again, it's just, it's, I mean, I, I use the word demoralizing already, but damn, it's hard. You see uh, every shot of Keefe, he's like doing the face rub and, and going through his notes. <laughs> like I've literally tried everything here. Like we're at 25 shots the first period. I don't know what else to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate and unlucky tonight, of course. Uh, Demko was amazing in net. Uh, He totally deserves this record. And I have no doubt we're going to just pick it up, move on, and continue to play our game and uh, take these notes moving forward. But um, I don't want to get it wrong that I'm a Leaf hater or anything or (laughs) (laughs) or being called a homer. But, hey, 
It's regular season for a reason. It's not playoffs yet. So this is the time to fix our mistakes. Exactly. It is still the regular season. We are just past the halfway mark. I mean, the Leafs have pretty much solidified their place in the playoffs. Uh, so I think it's it's just take notes and, like you said, improve on, on what's not working. Um, mm-hmm. So real quick, who was uh, my thingy? I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. There's my button. Who was pretty good across these two games, (laughs) despite the Leafs losing both? Bean, you want to start it? We know Um, it's Sandine. I stole it while you were gone. I don't know if you heard. (laughs) Just let the world know it's Sandine, Bean. I... I'll have yeah. Sure. I knew I'll, it. I'll, I'll I'll leave. <laughs> Don't change it now. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll, I'll I'll leave. I'll leave the other players for you guys. No, Sandman. Um, I I can't. Obviously, I can't say enough about him. He got the goal in the Calgary game to start things off for the Leafs, and just his his poise back there, like the calm smart plays that he makes even if he does make up he's right up he's right back he catches up um yeah he got checked through the glass tonight by shen um <laughs> <Yeah>. future x <laughs> x future future x leaf luke shen man so rare eh? if he, that glass pop off yeah it, it, off topic if shen would come back i secretly would love that because i loved him can you believe it's been a decade as a leaf no, I can't. Wow. Bad enough you guys make me feel old, let alone yeah, that. Uh, 2012 was the last uh, year he was here, which is wild. Feels like it was <laughs> yesterday. I remember like Matt Stajan being but drafted. Come on. Good uh, good value for the JVR trade or yep. at the time. Straight, so. straight old school one for one hockey trade. Oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot that's what happened with that one. Yeah, we got JVR at the time, and uh, he <laughs> led to be the one of the best tippers in the yeah, league. Yeah, and so. uh, Luke Shen makes a million bucks, so I think we won that one. And then, oh, actually, I won't say anything until you guys pick your pretty good players. Uh, Steph, who you got? Um, I'm going to give it to Vintage tonight, just because I loved that shot from the point. It's beautiful. And, oh, sorry. Um, Kashe with a stick ready and just oh beauty and the the cherry on top was that uh, Spezza only played eight forty one tonight so this is a perfect example of utilizing every moment on the ice and his line mates uh, Ingvall only had eleven forty six but Simmons seven minutes so yeah Spezza is definitely vintage no questions asked and love to see that shot all day long. Yeah, that was a beautiful, uh, beautiful tip shot from there. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to. I was seeing if I could grab a uh, a soundbite really quick, but I can't. I don't have time. Um, I'm gonna pick Andre Kasha because uh, he had a good game until he went down against Calgary, and then he came right back to practice, and then right back today with that beauty tip on Spetz's shot there. So I'm gonna give it to Andre Kasha. I was looking for the uh, the Seinfeld clip where I tweeted it out, but. Um, George's dad's in bed and oh, just yeah. has the bowl of Kasha cereal and just Kasha. Oh, um, <laughs> I just want to give a shout out to Matthew's defensive game. Like, it seems like every single game, hell yeah, I'm watching like 
tonight just sneaks in behind JT Miller. Miller has no idea he's there, steals the puck. Like, he doesn't get near enough credit for how responsible he is defensively. He's gotten so much better than uh, McDavid in that regard this year. It's it's night and day. (laughs) Yeah, his uh, average of only seven shots tonight. So that's also a plus side. And always happy for Maddie to get one on the board. And I totally agree, Bean. uh, It's so nice to see him strip the puck and just take it away. And I think it was when was it in the second or in the third where he caught the puck after a clear clearing attempt and just, just changed the pace and yeah. Beauty. Uh, but just to close it off, officiating was bad tonight. That call on JT at the uh. end there was just brutal. Everyone's like, Oh, did we get a penalty shot? Oh no. JT called for eye sticking. The fuck is this? I know our chat was like, Oh yeah, two minutes left power play. We can do this. I'm like, no guys, um, the Leafs have a penalty and no one saw it coming. Um, the only reason why this guy got high sticked was from the slash. Like nothing makes sense. Awful, awful officiating. They blocked so many uh, passes and shots and things around the boards too. Uh, okay. So we've got tons and tons and tons and tons of Twitter questions. So, uh, this is going to be our, our little presser here so from the pigeon pigeon coop as we're going to call it (laughs) (laughs) a little carrier pigeons like mike tyson we got lots of pigeons yeah so uh poly guns do you still believe campbell puts any fear in opposing teams i yeah i I think so i mean he just went to the all-star game um he just was playing with the best of them and stopping shots there and and him and uh vasilevsky were playing awesome together i mean they're two of the best but yeah i think he still does i think people are um it's one of those uh the god bleeds like they they know that there is ways to crack him but I, yeah that's where i'll leave it i think it's not the same as the beginning also yeah and also when you hear soup chants and every single arena that would scare me if i was a goaltender so the confidence in the crowd alone is scary for the other oh. team and i'm happy to be on just reminded me we got to talk about the crowd tonight in vancouver <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> goal leaves goal they were what was the uh the organ player playing and they were saying leafs leafs suck in between all of them, it was like, no, 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 Leafs suck. Yeah. But they countered with the go, Leafs go. At one point, all I can hear was go, Leafs go. I barely heard that you suck. Oh, but. I don't remember who tweeted it, but somebody had a good one. It said, uh, hey, Vancouver fans, just so you know, Leafs suck sounds like we suck when you say it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was great. It does, yeah. Um. So, Mike, uh, MTC underscore 80, our faithful question sender, must have so many pigeons that he's just throwing out his window with little little messages for us. Thank you. They always reach us by the end of the game. He moved on to <laughs> owls. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Um, so, when is Dubas going to realize you can't have a full uh, lineup full of skill? Uh, also, that Jake Muzzin contract is not looking good right now. Um, lineup full of skill. I mean, we were just kind of talking about this. So it's how you play against a hard hitting team. I think instead of 
tricking yourself into thinking that you have to play the same way. I think it's the opposite. You have to ignore the fact that people are hitting you and keep trying to play what you do and do it better than the other team does. Score more than they hit you. Set up more, control the puck more. You know, as much as they hit you, control, keep holding on to it. That'll piss them off. So I think... Yeah, the yeah. puck... Puck always moves faster than skates, so be have have your crisp hundred percent fast passes and it, it's it's gonna be yeah you're gonna be beat up you're gonna be sore but you can control the game a lot better um and as for the muzzin contract uh what is it four million four and a half i don't think it's 5.625 oh. uh two more years i think he's minus four in the and 11 points. It's not too bad. Justin but... Hall's like a plus six, though. Go ahead. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think, I don't think it's awful, but I think it's A, unmovable. Like, you can't, nobody's going to pick that up because he's definitely playing hurt. Um, and I think that's the mm-hmm. only thing is hopefully next season with the time off over the summer, he gets enough rest. But um, Hopefully, if somebody comes in in the trade deadline, they can even give Muzzin a rest. Like, say, hey, there's actually something that's been nagging him. We're going to uh, get him a surgery, and he's going to be back for the playoffs. You know, pull one of those. Hey, yeah. you, you'd be hurt, too, if you were carrying Hall around the ice. Right? Thank you, <laughs> man. Yeah. But back to the Calgary <laughs> game, and I think what Mike is suggesting, kind of like our conversation earlier, we need to bring on, like, Colton Orr type players but the calgary game not one leaf threw more than one hit and seven or seven flame players threw multiple hits and then but then tonight leafs threw 20 hits connects through 38 so i don't know it's i go back to my same point of if the core can play a little bit more of a physical game we won't have to rely on these one or two players to carry the slack because i think the leafs are great as they are um i honestly have no idea who they're going to pick up in the trade deadline i'm i can't wait to see because there's so many possibilities and no one actually knows but i believe in this roster and that they can do it so i hope that they bring that moving forward. Yeah, and I think the difference this trade deadline is there's so many teams that are just writing off this season and so many players on expiring contracts that are impactful. Like, I mean, usually it's, it was a Foligno and Hall, and then that was kind of it. And then before that, it was, again, Taylor Hall, and that was about it. And before that, it was probably, again, <laughs> Taylor Hall, and that was about it. So <laughs> it's nice to see that there's, like, a long, long list, and it's so long that, you know, there's names that haven't even come up yet that are potentially available because teams are just in the toilet. Like, uh, Yeah, this, yeah. Th- this year there's definitely a clear division between sellers and oh, buyers. Yeah that you, you don't you normally have a whole bunch of teams that are on the fence like look at nashville last year yeah everybody thought they Forsberg, were gonna be sellers Ellis. and then yep nope yep and then they kept and went for it uh so next question carrie spears i follow the leafs i cannot stomach mainstream hockey insiders that provide analysis based on only the score how do you do it when you know how full of it they are um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. Um, I don't know. I think I just, I, I, I can speak for myself, but I just kind of say what I feel honestly about the game. I listen to a bunch of other podcasts and kind of get perspective on things and try not to just echo what someone else is saying, but 
you know, you kind of find something you agree with and it kind of puts words to things that you're seeing. And then you just kind of keep doing that until you can do it yourself. And then you start to learn what it is you're seeing and you just spit that back out. So I don't know. I just completely ignore and do the opposite of everything Craig Button says. <laughs> um, and Kiprios. <laughs> I don't even listen to him anymore because he's not on TV oh, anymore. It. Yeah, it's so yeah. much nicer. You can tell if it's a horrible take, if it just doesn't make sense after watching the game and they say something based on the score. Like, uh, there's been so many times where you can bash players like Austin Matthews, for example, if he's on a slump, but then they don't see that he did have like 12 shot attempts and he was perfect on the dot and he was, you know, the stats told a different story. So... I don't know. I like you guys. I go with my gut and my personal opinion. And as a proud armchair GM, I have a lot of those. So I know that's why the, I'm the fanalist because I know it's not legit. It's my own take. So yeah. 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 Another. Oh, no, sorry, I was going to say I play a lot of NHL games and simulators and hockey things. So. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do too. Um, another good thing is if if you find someone who you feel is genuine and really as unbiased as they can be like for on Twitter, for instance, follow them. Like I am a very big fan of Ray Ferraro and Mike Johnson. So two former players who they're going to say how it is. If the Leafs are playing Mm -hmm. good, but they're having bad luck, they're going to say it like that. If they're playing like junk and they're being lucky, they're going to say it like that. Like they doesn't matter what game it is, what team it is. They just they say it how it is, and they have a view that not a lot of us would have because they were mm-hmm. there. Yeah, my biggest recommend and shout. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say shout out to Ray for now being the least talented one in his family. Now that Cami Granado's assistant GM of Vancouver. Yeah, con- congrats yeah. to Cami on that. <laughs> got uh, two women as the new AGMs alongside Jim Rutherford there in Vancouver. Super cool. Uh, but Carrie, the only thing I'd end with there is my recommendation would be to watch the broadcast on. Um, if you can find it online from the opposite team, like I was watching the Calgary feed and the whole time they just gush about how good Marner and Matthews and, uh, and Nylander and JT are and how this is an elite team and Calgary's in trouble and they're going to have to fight hard. And it's like that no matter which broadcast you watch on the Mm -hmm. other side, it's never, you know, Oh, what's this person going to do? And this person's struggling. This person's just off from injury and, you know, Oh, Campbell's playing tonight. Oh, is it Mrazek that's playing tonight? Like, it's it's only like that on the Toronto feed, mm-hmm. and it's because that's that's yeah, just what and, the market is. And Carrie, real talk, uh, listen listen to Leafs late night because we are usually right with our takes and have some psychic moments all year long. So you can count on us sometimes. Yeah. you want the best play by play, Joe Bowen. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hands down. Oh yeah, hundred percent. He needs to be back on TV. If the Leafs get uh, Justin Braun, then uh, Battleborn Fantalk and I um, are owed a lot of uh, beers because we all called that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many possibilities. I honestly have no idea at this point. Like next, RRSP guy, awesome name. Uh, we are amazing. <laughs> we are an amazingly talented team, but. Can we compete with the teams like Calgary that push us around? One game without Simmons and we looked more talented, but way less physical. Come playoff, Simmons loses his value and the whistle goes away. 
we've we've kind of touched on this a little bit um but yes i see everybody's point all physicality wins in the playoffs different game different game look at the stanley cup champions the last handful of years the only one of them that i would say you could put in that quote-unquote physical team is the blues yeah aside from that you've got the two penguins teams you got washington you got tampa None, none of them. I yes, Tampa hits a lot for as Tampa, being as skilled of a team as they yeah, are. Yeah, the Caps, the Caps had uh, what's his name still then, right? Um, Wilson. What, yeah, Wilson. But that they're they're not like people used to say it when the Islanders, right? Because the whole JT and Islanders feud, like all oh, the Islanders are just going to rough us up and and you know possession us and blah blah blah. Okay, they make the conference finals, but they can't get any farther. Yes, that's farther than the Leafs have got, but they don't finish the job. The skill will ultimately finish the job. Yeah, I don't think hitting was the the reason that the Leafs lost the games to Montreal that they did. I mean, losing JT was a huge part of that. Um, and I don't think that's why they lost the games to Columbus. And who was the other series they played recently? Boston. Boston. Yeah, I don't think that was... Due to being out hit, I think it was, you know, it was stars not playing like stars when they needed to. Goalies not playing like starting goalies when they needed to. People getting suspended when they shouldn't and people doing spinoramas when they shouldn't. So there was a lot of things <laughs> the, that just fell into place. The last four playoff series, you have your captain going down in one of the most traumatic ways possible. Yeah. You have your all-star goalie finally shitting the bed and giving up. Sorry, Freddie. Sorry, but, but the, not corner, the goal for, the goal from the corner on Liam Foodie. Yeah, no. And then you have Kadri, your second line center, getting suspended two years yep. in a row. And Muzzin was out uh, two playoffs in a row, wasn't he? I ble- missed yep. a couple games, yeah. <sighs> yep, well... All I got to say is thank you, RRSP guy, for reminding me to make a deposit to my RRSPs <laughs> before tax time. Thank you so much for reminding me it's tax time Coming shit. Up. But um, I totally agree with you guys. If this team is completely healthy, like I said earlier, I think they can do it if they click on all levels because we know we have elite goalie tandem situation, elite players. We're clicking on the PP, number one overall yeah, I think we can do it, guys. I don't yeah, know. the trade deadline is going to be really interesting because there's a couple pieces that are obviously on the outside looking in that uh, cost too much to be on the outside looking in and uh, some pieces available. So it's going to be fun. Uh, we should do a live stream that day for trade deadline day. I don't know what you guys are doing. I might actually be working. I don't know, but we'll see what we can do. Uh, next question. John Bender. Is Muzzin playing with a concussion? Seriously, I feel like he's worried now and plays more tentative, and it worries me for his own health and all this garbage. Discuss. <laughs> I I don't think I don't think there's any chance he's playing with a concussion. Um, really, ever since the whole Crosby situation happened, it's been the NHL has been pretty locked down on on head injuries specifically um i know i have no inside information whatsoever but judging by a lot of the hits and the shots he like the hits he takes the shots he blocks i'm gonna guess back or hip i was gonna say somewhere hip. in there 
like something that it's not going to be easy to fix, but you can still play through. So he's just kind of got to get used to it, right? I was going to say hip just because he hasn't been shooting the same like at all anymore. And that twisting might be what's, you know, not great for him anymore. And uh, if Mm -hmm. he's not throwing the hits around like that and not skating the same, I think it could be something related to lower body. He may not have a concussion, but he definitely has a headache, and that headache is named Paul. (laughs) And unfortunately, things are not working out, and this Stanley Cup champion is under distress. I don't know what's going on this year, but I only hope it gets better and... Yeah, no words about trade deadline once again, but yeah, feel bad for him. And I also think that he's getting to that point in his career where he's older and he has a bunch of young kids and he doesn't want to go too out of whack because family and I don't know. That's just a side thought in my head. But yeah, um, like I said, hopefully the time off over the summer he heals. Maybe he gets some time this year before the playoffs. I don't know, man, but I think he's definitely hurt. Uh, next question, Maple Leaf yep. fan. Put some context in. Yes, we lost. We're still seven and three in the last ten. Now six and four in the last ten. Uh, we outshot the Flames forty-eight to twenty-six. Outshot Vancouver fifty-three to whatever it was twenty-eight. Uh, what the heck is all the whining about? Exactly. This is kind <laughs> of we've. This is all we've been talking about. So thank you for being on our side. Thank you for listening and thank you for sending us questions, Maple Leaf fan. All of your stuff is in the mail. I promise it's all been sent. <laughs> I um, I got it all packaged and sent off. I apologize for the wait on that. Um, I underestimated how much work it would be to package and weigh and get all the labels for all these things. And um, yeah, first time we did anything part, like part that. Of the, part of the complaining, I think, is the fact that our team is based in a city that one of their lead sports writers ss is completely garbage and that's what we're used to reading even through all the lean years from 0506 right up until the matthews draft it was non-stop garbage yeah and shout out to the people who got their prizes hope you've been enjoying (laughs) them um steph the best uh just kidding yeah yeah <laughs> just no, kidding steph but is much um, more organized Leafs... than I, am. I unfortunately was in possession of most of the prizes so y'all had to wait on me getting my <laughs> shit together no worries and uh roscoe had covid so I, we had i've worked yeah. 80 hour weeks in film and then i got covid so it was not fun but Leafs Nation is fragile and for good reason. And the second they're down in any game or it's just panic, panic, panic. And we know the real ones know there's no real reason to panic at the moment. Um, Obviously, upgrades would be nice. But yeah, everyone can just settle down a little and take a chill pill. Okay, Uh, I didn't realize how long we've been going. We got three more questions and then we got to do higher or lower. And we've got like 15 minutes to do it. So let's do this. Damn, Let's being a Leafs it. fan is frustrating. Blocked another 10 or so Leaf fans just for being asses claiming the world has fallen. I forget who sent us that one. There you go. Or if that was a, an extension well, of another question. Sorry. I'm going to find... Uh, yeah, that was just Maple Leaf fan farther on. You use that block button, yeah. buddy. Yep. If that makes you sleep better at night, you block those bitches. <laughs> so. uh, another question... Do what Another you question do. from Mike uh, MTC underscore eighty. When are people ready 
uh, when are people going to be ready to have the Jake Muzzin conversation? Muzzin, Hall, Sandine, Lilligren, Dermot. Of those five, only one of them is capable of playing in the top four. And it's Rasmus Sandine. TikTok, Dubas, TikTok. Uh, yep. I think Lilligren can get there. Uh, not, yep, I think absolutely. by the time Muzzin's gone, Lilligren will be at, definitely at the point to be able to play up there. Um, whether it's with Sandine or whoever's on the second line with them there. Um, but I think Lilligren, I think Riley, Brody, Muzzin, Sandine, uh, Dermot, Lilligren, you're okay. I would love to bring somebody else in and knock Dermot down. And as much as I love how Sandine's been playing, let him have this year on the third pair and bring him up next year. We got to, we need a rental just to get us through because he's not quite like there yet, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Co- covers the inevitable muzzin injury exactly. as well. Uh, Luke Mann. Set plays and rebounds are the weakness. Is there a coach or a strategy that can be employed to focus on that, both with Campbell and Mrazic? Mrazic rebounds and Campbell. Uh, Mrazic rebounds, Campbell with stuff reflecting off the boards. Um, do we have a new goalie coach? Except- because I know him and Keith were um, at odds a bit in all or nothing. I will double check that right now. Hang on a sec. Um, nope, Steve, totally Steve Breer. He's been there for a while. Sorry, Steph, for interrupting. Mm. No, no, no. Um, that's cool. Um, I totally agree, Luke. Um, we've talked about this earlier. It's the rebounds. It's the things off the board. It's the de- defensive positioning in general. No one is there. No one covers the other guy who's wide open. Like on the other side of Campbell or Morazic, uh, they need to stick to the plan and make those read plays. And I feel like they're a little loose right now. Yeah, it's funny. Well, they're also slightly different goalies too, right? Yeah. Like Campbell's a little more positionally sound, a little more technical. Morazic's like, yes, he's acrobatic and everything still, but he's almost a little more like a rhymer and more of a, a, a blocker. Yeah, throwing than the a, uh, than an actual saber. Yeah, throwing the uh, the feet to the corners and everything. Um, yep. oh shit, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> no, wasn't important. Really not. Um, so that's all our questions. Thank you for sending us so many questions. It's funny. When the Leafs lose, everyone has so much to say. But when they win, I get nothing. The pigeon, pigeon coop, coop was full. Had l- we'll be cleaning, <laughs> yeah, it was we'll be cleaning full. bird shit for the next three days. <laughs> Okay, so quickly with uh, 10 minutes left. It's time for Higher or Lower. With your host, Roscoe. Okay, so let's see if I can get this quiet enough that I can leave it on in the background. Haha, there we go. Okay, so Higher or Lower. I'm going to ask you guys a number-based take, and you're going to tell me if that number by the end of the year is going to be higher or lower than that number, okay? So first up, it is not on my list of prep ones here, but I thought of this earlier. By the end of the season, (laughs) keep you on your toes. By the end of the season, Cole Caulfield will have more goals than the Montreal Canadiens have wins. Oh, For God. context, yes. he had one through 30 games, and now he has one in each game that Marty St. Louis has coached, bringing his total to three. 
and the Habs wins, I think, are at, what, eight or nine? Yeah, they're at, the, they're at eight, I believe, the same amount as Markstrom has shutouts. So, what do we think? Is he going to get more goals than they get wins, or less? More. I'm going to go with less, just because if the team <coughs> starts winning... I don't think it's going to be all on Caulfield, but you do have a point, uh, Johnny. He has goals in each of the games, and of course, he's uh, he grew up wearing Martin St. Louis' number, and this is his dream come true, having a coach in Martin St. Louis. So <sighs> I'm going to go with my gut. Did you hear his press conference on, when he it's... took over, Marty? He no. said uh, Partially. He said uh, coaches always put him into um, different formulas and structures and and he didn't like that because he was a really good player mm-hmm. and he likes to be able to his his words were uh you got to be able to make the reads and when uh, you're you know you get better at the reads and you trust your instincts so i'm just gonna let the guys go out there and have fun it's like okay what else is there to lose at this point there's a peewee coach yeah. Where, yeah, right hey guys go out th- go out there and have say. fun i'll have uh, hot chocolate and timbits when you're done <laughs> <laughs> Perfect match, uh, Pee-wee coach for Pee-wee team. So, we'll yeah, go to Dairy lower. Queen after. <laughs> hey. uh, okay, so that was one higher, one lower. Uh, I'm gonna say higher because I have to double down on my take because I did say he was gonna yeah. score like 30 goals this year. This coaching change now gives you some opportunity to make that take come. Uh, he's not gonna get 30. He might get like 15. <laughs> Or that's even pushing it. Uh, but Toffoli hey, could uh, move at Zegris. the deadline, so that would move Caulfield into a better position. So Zegris also had the same take, but I think he said 40-plus goals uh, when the NHL tweeted in September saying, what's your hottest take of the year? And Zegris said Cole Caulfield, 40-plus uh, goals. I bet so. he didn't have uh, – Trevor Zegris has the th- number one, two, and three highlight goals of the year, and one of them is at the All-Star game. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so here's another interesting one. Number two, um, Jack Campbell will sign for five times 5.5. 5. Hmm. Higher or lower? Uh, I want lower. I have a feeling it's higher, but I'm going to stick with lower because Wall just got signed to a three-year contract. And we need all the money right now. So I'm going to say lower. It's going to be lower. Has to be. I think it's going to be. For, he, he's, he's 30 as of right now. So if you can if you can get him to the five years to give him his security, he should be able to maybe maybe even agree to what Mrazik's getting, 3.8 or 4. I was just going to say, now that he's come back down to earth and Mrazik has, you know, they've become a 1A and 1B, I think it it makes the conversation a little more realistic. And I think this is what MLSE was waiting for. It's just like, we can't have this conversation when you're literally playing for the Vesna every single night, or we're going to be paying you $7 million for the rest of our lives. So uh, I think it's going to, like you said, around the three and a half to four mark would be nice, but it'll probably be like four, 4.25 maybe. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to say lower as well, especially if it's five years. Um, Connor McDavid will finish fifth in scoring this year, higher or lower? Easy, higher. Is because it a guy like Connor? Yeah, 
I totally think so. Uh, Dry is leading the way right now with 65. McDavid, 63. I believe Huberto is at 64, 65 right now. And these types of players, they can pop off at any moment. They can have a five-point night after going cold for a couple games. Or then you have Dry Soto and McDavid combining for like 10 plus points. So in two weeks, <laughs> he can make up for like a dry run. Yeah, in my opinion. he'll be in the top five easy. Mm. I okay. Here's the thing. I don't think he's going to be top five in goals. Um, but he. You said scoring, so yeah, I thought points. points. I think he might be. Me too. Yeah. Points. Yeah, if you're yeah. talking goals, yeah. there's no way. I st- you know what? Just yeah, to goals, I'd just to lower. be just to be devil's advocate here, I'm going to say lower because I don't think. Edmonton's going to get better having made another coaching change. And this is Connor's what fourth or fifth coach, and RNH is like eleventh, eleventh yep. in twelve years for R&H. yeah. This is insane. So I don't wow. see them getting better, especially with you know the deadline coming up. And if anything, they're moving pieces out for next year. Like they're not buying for the rest of this year. The rumor is Vinny Huso from St. Louis. Or Corpusalo from Columbus, but those I think Corpusalo makes more sense to be moving than Huso. I think Huso is St. Louis, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they're yeah. they're looking more to hold on to him. Yeah, with how Bennington Bennington's no playing, oh my god, this guy's screwing my team right now. So number oh. three, uh, Habs will finish the year with fourteen wins, higher or lower. <laughs> this ties with the first one. Um, okay, they're eight thirty-two and seven in forty-seven games played. So, eight <sighs> wins in, in forty-seven games. That works out to be about you know twelve out of every forty-one games they're winning at at fourteen or six out of every forty-one. They're gonna finish with seventeen. Yeah, I'm thinking higher as well, but not by much. I don't think they'll reach 20, but I think 18, 17 max. Like, it's going to be really cutting it. I'm going to go with higher just because I think just out of the stretch with Marty out of the gate here, just from goodwill, they might win a couple games that even if it's like four out of 10, it'll put them on a pace to, to win like 17 or 18 games this season. Yep. And you see this every year. Teams in garbage time, right? When nothing matters the last couple of weeks of the season, right. they'll win a handful of games that they should. They'll go on a 10 game winning streak once they're mathematically out of the playoffs. Yep. Like the Leafs used to do when I was a kid. Um, so, <laughs> number four, uh, Kale McCarr, or five, I think we're on now. Kale McCarr will finish the season with 30 goals, higher or lower? Higher. Ooh. Higher, eh? What's he at? 19? Uh, um, I think so. I'm just double checking that right now. Me too. Last time it was... He's at oh, 18 he's still at right 18. Now. I was just adding one because I figured he'd scored since I last checked. At the exact halfway yeah. point, they've played 41 games. Or he's played 41 games, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Um... I'm going to say higher too. I think you know he's getting so confident with his shot. Uh, he doesn't look like a 
sophomore in the NHL. This guy looks like he's been in the NHL for around five plus years. So I'm going to say higher, especially with the team being healthy. I'm going to say lower just because Colorado went on a crazy streak of scoring a lot of goals. I don't think they can keep that up realistically for the rest of the year. I, you know, just to be different and say another answer, I think it's possible that he scores over 30, but I'm going to say he just misses the mark because uh, I think it's more fun Mm -hmm. that way. Makes for better radio. Uh, Number six, (laughs) the Leafs will finish with 115 points. Higher or lower? Well, they... The most in franchise history was 105 in 2017, 2018. So fucking sad. But with this (laughs) stretch, and if they bounce back and go on hot streaks, uh, that's a high number. I I feel like it's going to be really close, but I'm going to say lower because they're not going to win them all. And yeah, I'm going to guess around 110 ish. Like, I think they'll beat the record, but they won't go over 115. 118. And 115 on the dot. And if not, I buy you both a beer. And uh, no matter how many points they get, they Deal. will finish third of the division behind Florida and Tampa. <laughs> okay. They, they will break nice. every record and still finish third place because there are that many shit teams that it just allows for this many teams to be this good at the same time. Not even this good, just have this good of records. I'd rather. I'd rather that they finish third and then make it to the second, third, fourth round of the playoffs, then finish first and then get, yeah, <laughs> then choke in the first round. So, all right, our last one. Uh, oh, and we almost did it. We're, we did it in like 16 minutes. Uh, team Canada will win bronze at the Olympics. And this is the men's hockey team I was talking about who just lost to the well, fucking Americans last night. Despite Daniel Winnick. And Josh Hosang playing awesome. <laughs> Hosang missed a this, wide open. This year, oh, it was brutal to watch. This year, the Olympics are so wide open. Like, you look at the Czechs just beat Russia 6 5. Um, the Russia's first game, or sorry, the Russian Olympic Committee, their first game was only a 1 nothing win against Switzerland. Like, it. Really, it's it's wide open. Um, I'll I'll say push, even though when to win the bronze, they're not going to go higher. They're not going to go lower. I'm going to say silver. Me too. I think they they managed <laughs> to go to the gold medal game and lose it. Yeah, definitely silver. Um, the loss last game. Uh, I I didn't watch the game to be honest, so I can't really comment, but. Obviously, if this were women's, they deserve platinum, gold, silver, diamond. Like, I don't know what the highest gemstone you can you can use or whatever, the, the medals. But oh, yeah, the yeah. women's game is going to be more exciting than the men's for sure. Yeah, Eddie needs to play a little better in that. He was cheating all, like, for the entire part of the game that I saw last night. Eddie Pascal or Pasquale or however yeah, he's he pronouncing his name this year. No, oh. absolutely not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the forward group was good. Uh, they were bro- uh, circling the puck well, and I think they were out possessing the Americans. I didn't watch the whole. I was kind of like on and off for the three periods, but uh, hey, they had some good chances. They just couldn't score. Kind of like watching the Leafs tonight. Hmm. 
so moving ahead, next up on the docket, we got uh, Seattle on Monday, I believe, to finish yep. off the postponed road trip. Late one. Yeah, so that's another 9 o'clock game, so we'll probably hit you on Tuesday with an episode. Uh, but any thoughts, uh, gang, for the Seattle game? Because we've never played against them before. Yeah, they were postponed the last time they were supposed to play. So I'm very, very excited to see the Leafs in this new barn and um, hopefully uh, see that fish gang. Well, if the Leafs win, they won't see the fish. But uh, I don't know. It's just we talked about this arena too. Remember, Roscoe, and how um, environmentally friendly it was and all the specs that went yeah. with that. So. And this time, Spezza gets to be there because he was going to miss the game because of his suspension but then it got postponed um so he will now have played in all 32 barns how fun is that yep nice so looking forward to it see the seattle jared mccann i know they're very heavy yeah they're very every game i've watched for the seattle kraken they were all they did was hit so leafs (laughs) I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be a rough game. I'm predicting, and Grubauer is gonna play lights out just because it's the Leafs. Of course. So yeah, and it'll be nice to see Giordano yeah. again. I feel like I haven't seen that guy play in decades. Like it's just it's weird yeah. being in the yeah. East Coast. Never play against Calgary with him. He'll he'll just hop on the plane and travel back with the Leafs. That way, the trade's complete. <laughs> <laughs> uh, score go. predictions. Let's hear them. For Leafs crack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Six two uh, Leafs from Roscoe. I'm gonna say five one Leafs. It's yeah, it Campbell's and Campbell's in net, it's gonna be five one. If Mrazik's in net, it's gonna be four three. <laughs> Interesting. Leafs Leafs for both. Yeah, I think regardless yeah. of how they played these last two, like hundred and one shots over these two games, it's gonna be a W. They they have to. Uh, at this point uh it's the end of the road trip it's seattle they're not a very cohesive team come on we got to do this <laughs> willie's do yeah my first yes especially after he got my first prediction robbed by matthews <laughs> oh <laughs> i was initially thinking 4-3 bean but i remembered campbell was gonna play well he should play right so yeah. it has to be so with Matthew's goal tonight, he tied Ted Kennedy for tenth all time in Leaf goals. Oh my god! So nice. tenth. Yeah, if we're spitting stats, uh, Tuka Rask retires with the most career wins wins by a goalie drafted by the Leafs in franchise oh, history. I didn't need to ever know that. That is so- <laughs> hey, Sorry but you know what? You know note. what? To end on a better note. He may have retired, but Justin Pogie's at the Olympics right now. So I think the Leafs made a better call in keeping Pogie because he's still playing and representing Win. Canada. <laughs> okay, yeah. Ferguson. Big W. Tuco Rask is taking a Tuco rest. Big galaxy brain moth over here. Uh, so uh, remember to um, give us a little rate and subscribe and a like and a follow and all the things on all the platforms. We really appreciate it. And above all... Um, it really helps when you retweet when I post the new episodes because then it gets to more people and we get more people seeing the show and then more questions and more things to talk about and the circle just grows and 
it helps. It's good things. But thank you all for uh, for tuning in. We have been the gang at Leafs Late Night. We'll be back on Tuesday with uh, the Seattle breakdown. Thanks so much. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Leafs Late Night, your night of post-game podcast. Available after every game on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audible, and more.